0: Welcome to the find your awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design and money coach, and I use science, spirituality, and play to help people welcome more ease, abundance, and joy into their lives. And you are here. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back or welcome to the find your awesome podcast. I hope you love it here. Let's start today out with some gratitude, shall we? As always, because what you appreciate, appreciates. I just had such a duh moment about this today because you know how money appreciates, like interest appreciates what you appreciate, appreciates what you are grateful for grows. Yeah. Never thought of the appreciate appreciates thing until today. Okay so my gratitude for today. I want to start it out with gratitude for my amazing clients. I get to do I get to do this work. I get to do this work with these amazing humans who are so high vibe. They are creating amazing things. They are living a life of abundance, of ease and of joy and I get to do this work with them. Holy moly. I am so lucky. I am so grateful. Oh, these humans. They they just make my heart so happy. And then a little gratitude for the find your awesome podcast from JJ in Jersey, original unscripted awesomeness with host Kelsey Abbott, who is unafraid to dive into any territory in service of helping people grab hold of that unique, unshakable awesome within them. If you're someone who loves to push the limits of human potential, this is the podcast to listen to for motivation, insight, inspiration, and major ahas from real people who do incredible things. Thank you so much, JJ. Oh, I'm just going to bask in this feeling, this vibration of gratitude for a moment. Feel free to join me. Take a nice, deep breath in and inhale, inhaling all the goodness. Relax your shoulders and exhale everything that isn't serving you right this moment. do so it one more time, breathe in. All the gold, all the goodness, all the joy and release, all the stuff that doesn't fit in that category. Everything else must go. Now, let's get to this week's episode. It is with Ellie French and Erica Stein. They are back here on the Find Your Awesome podcast. Last time they talked about Buddhism, these two amazing humans created the Courageous Wellness podcast and the Courageous Wellness business, they are amazing. I adore them. And we have so much fun together. And so they're back this time talking about Courageous Wellness. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope you get some brilliant downloads from it, whatever it inspires in you. I would love to hear all about it. So please reach out to me. You can email me, contact me through my website, KelseyAbbott.com which by the way, is where you can get your free human design chart. So come on over, grab your free chart from me at KelseyAbbott.com. And I will send it to you along with a little golden nugget about something super special that your soul dropped in your chart just for you. So get that at KelseyAbbott.com. And again, the find your awesome podcast, please share it. If it feels good to you, please leave a five-star rating and a review at Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I love you. Enjoy. Allie and Erica, you are back and I'm so excited. Thank you so much for playing with me.
1: Thank you for having us back. It's always our pleasure.
0: So you guys created this brand, this podcast called
1: Courageous Wellness. How long ago? We created the show four years ago, but we sort of became a company three years ago. We kind of did it in reverse. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the, the brand kind of like the initial incarnation started about four years ago.
2: June 27th, 2018 was our first, was our first episode. episode. Yeah. So, so actually um,
1: four years ago to the almost exactly. Almost yeah. exactly. And actually, when
0: will this episode air? It'll be really close to that. Oh, that's so wow. exciting. So amazing. Happy, happy anniversary. Happy birthday to courageous. <laughs> yes. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. What was
0: the inspiration behind that first episode? Mm. Or before behind like starting the podcast?
1: I'm trying to remember what our first episode was. I think it was Kendra talking about her sobriety.
2: Yeah, it was an episode on sobriety with someone that um, right before... Ali and I started the podcast, I would say in January of 2018, Ali, you were still in Japan, but mm-hmm. I started going to more, um, like my interest in the wellness space started really growing personally. And so I had gone to a few events for something called, um, the brunch series with Danica Breisha. And, um, she is amazing. She is a curve model and she's the founder of model meals, which is now a national whole 30 paleo meal delivery service. And she's amazing. And at the time, four years ago, she was doing this like national brunch series tour of just kind of connecting women in space together and, um, with a wellness focus. And so before it went national, she was having local Southern California events. And so I started going to those in January and February, and I started meeting really, Interesting people. And Kendra, the guest on our show who had this incredible sobriety journey, was um, one of those people. And so it's interesting because it's just funny now that I'm thinking about it. But in January of 2018, like the podcast wasn't even on the radar, but it was like, you know, again, like, and I know Allie's life was guiding her to the point of where we got to June. But it's interesting to think back of like, I just felt in such alignment when I would go to these events and I, didn't know that this was where my career and my path was going. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it was really wonderful. And yeah, Kendra, who I met there, was one of our first guests. Yeah. That's
1: right. I couldn't remember if hers was like the first or the second episode, but yes, it was that those early and I think days. we shared like
2: our stories too. So we did like a double first episode release. Um yeah, we did my- like
1: an intro for us. And yeah. Then-
2: I was we like, had I no think my, idea
1: what we were doing. No, I was
2: like, I think my brother was one of our first episodes because yeah, he had right. a wellness journey. So
1: it was a really,
2: um, yeah, it's just, like a totally different show, but <laughs> we've had people recently like message us and be like, we went back from the beginning and I've been listening to every episode and we're like, Oh my God, like what? <laughs> I, I'm like, so nervous. I'm like, we, we had no idea what well, our sound must be so bad, but you know, that's- I was recording from a camper when I started. <laughs>
0: okay. So, so my sound was, yeah. Yeah. And people say the same thing to me. They're like, yeah, I, I listened to your first episode and I listened. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So much evolution has happened since
1: then. It really has. And it's interesting because as much as like the show has absolutely evolved both from a technical standpoint and from a guest standpoint and, um, so many ways, In so many ways. Um, People are probably like, oh, you have like a bunch of sponsors now that I have to listen to and things like that. Um, You know, we too have evolved. The brand has evolved. Art, we've evolved. I mean, it's just like, it's just so interesting to see how it's in a way like through the show and through having this creative outlet, it's kind of um, initiated the evolution in so many aspects of of courageous wellness, really. Yeah.
0: Do you remember the moment that you made the decision to make the podcast?
1: Yeah, I think we were at Erica's old house and we were talking about it. And it's interesting that like a podcast was the thing because neither one of us had ever podcasted before. I think Erica had, had, had dabbled in the idea of it, but, um, it was a little bit before, obviously like podcasts were a thing and it was kind of in the phase of like the early, I would say like the early trend of podcasts where, um, the only kind of podcasts I had listened to were like, what was it called? Like S town. They were like serial killer, like podcasts, you know, where you're like following the stories. I had never really listened to any sort of, um, interview based or more sort of like, journalistic style podcasting, which is sort of how we function. And um so I had listened to a couple that were like who done it or like solving mysteries and they were like a series in a in a similar way that you know a scripted they were scripted and and series. Um even if they were a docu series. And so I'm trying to remember when we, when we came up with the idea, it was because it was a storytelling idea Mm -hmm. that we ultimately had. It was like, Hey, we want to share stories. What's the best medium for us to do that. And it felt like very organically that a podcast was the thing. Um, again, neither of us knew what we were doing. So it was very much a, like, let's buy our microphone and figure it out. um and and we did and we also had a little like a little help and guidance from Erica's husband who had had some experience in the podcasting world from like a producing standpoint so he you know when we when we needed sort of certain technical things answered he was definitely uh helpful in those early days for sure in in helping that with a uh, you know helping with us and Um, but I remember I was like renting a little kind of back house at the time. I had just come back from Japan and we like set up on my little kitchen table and set it up to my computer and we're like, okay, let's hit record. And it was like in garage band or something. I'm trying to remember. It's totally garage band. Two of us in garage band. And we figured out how to get like a hosting service and all this stuff. And it was just, yeah, it was just learn as you go.
2: Completely. Yeah in your little tiny house, Allie, it was mm-hmm, so fun. My
1: tiny house. It was so, so cute.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was really, yeah. Completely that. Yeah. Just like a shot in the dark, you know, like let it do this. Interesting as you're talking too. Cause like the fact, like talking about like evolution and growth, like I don't think either one of us at that, like, right. It was like, okay, let's try this podcast. And we obviously both had an interest in the wellness space that was growing. Um, but yeah. And then going back to school came next, right? It was like yeah. the business portion then came like within a year. And so yeah, you weren't health coaches yet when you, no, started we weren't. yeah. Mm-hmm. We became health coaches in 2020. So two years later, we and, went back um, to
1: school in 2019. 2019.
2: So it took about, yeah. So like I think we graduated year. 20 January of 2020. Yeah. So it was like this really interesting evolution, but it's so funny because when I look back and I kind of now the way I journal, um, I, I like brain dump journal. So I don't write to look back on them because I I, formerly I had journaled all through college, but when I reread those, I was definitely like filtering a little, like knowing I would read back one day, what I would want to remember. Um, so there was always, I'm a pretty positive person. So there was always like a positive spin at the end of whatever I was telling myself or getting out. Um, and my therapist a few years ago was like, don't do that. Just brain dump, like, you know, get it all out on paper and don't look back. And so that's how I journal anyway, back to courageous wellness. But I, I have since occasionally gone back and looked at like my brain dumps, which are you know very raw but sometimes they're not just brain dumps they're like dreams or future journaling or things i i want and it was so crazy because around february of 2018 i wrote things down like start a podcast go back to school have a career in wellness and um i just remember like kind of like losing my breath a little when i wa- read that over and i was like i had no concept of what that would look like i didn't even remember writing it down but that all happened within you know two years, you
1: know, which is crazy. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. So how did you come up with the name courageous wellness?
1: Um, I think it was like a little influenced by our Buddhist practice because that's how we know each other. And there's like a real element of courage as a theme in the context of our spiritual practice. So this idea like courage and compassion are two sides of the same coin. They kind of go hand in hand. And, um, I think when we were talking about and sharing our stories with each other, we understood that there was an aspect of vulnerability in telling these stories and that it takes an aspect. Um, it takes elements of courage in order to kind of be vulnerable and share in that way, especially when it's like personal health related stuff. And so, I, I, kind of, I do remember the conversation and how we came to that, but it was very like also this sort of like inspired moment. We're like, Oh, I like that. I like that. Like, cool. Let's stick with it. You know, courageous wellness.
2: Is it available on Instagram? I remember we looked for like, Oh yeah. It was available? also
1: practical. <laughs> like, Hey, can we get this? Is, is there another courageous wellness? Yeah. And yeah, I think there's like, since then we've seen maybe there was like one inactive Site and it, wasn't it was like just, courageous something wellness, but yes, it wasn't. Courageous courageous that, wellness. Yeah. It was like, okay, we haven't found it anywhere. Like, no one else has it, no one else owns this. Um, We got the Instagram handle, the URL, and we're like, okay, let's. This is it. Um, it sounds very yeah. like, <laughs> and I think like unglamorous,
2: <laughs> but like, even with the evolution, it's like the name almost like chose us because we loved it. You know, it definitely has our influence from our Buddhist practice for sure, but like as we've continued, it's like, it's the most necessary part. I think of any wellness story and journey or life story, right. Is you need to have courage to do pretty much everything in life. It takes courage to make a change. It takes courage to share a story. It takes courage to be vulnerable. It takes courage to go after your dreams. Like courage is, I think one of the most important components of life. Um, so it's so interesting because, it makes so much sense. Like I can't imagine us having any other name.
1: It did choose us in a way. And I think having that name is a constant like way to hold ourselves accountable. You know what I mean? I think about that. Like every day we're like, oh yeah, this is my company. This is my brand. This, what's it called? Courageous Wellness. And it's like, not only asking ourselves, are we practicing Courageous Wellness or how we would define that for ourselves, but also like From a business perspective, I think it was scary in the beginning where it's like, oh, we're new to this industry. We're new to this space. We're new to like multiple aspects of the industry, both the wellness industry and the podcasting space. And like just putting out an episode once a week and being, having consistency and um, reaching out to people like, and you know, all of those things, it's a constant reminder that we need to practice it. Uh, even when we don't want to, you know? Yeah. So what does,
0: I want to know what does courageous wellness mean? Like, what's your definition Mm -hmm. and how is it evolved? Like, what does it mean for you right this second?
1: I think, yeah, it is an evolving answer for sure. I was going to say, I think like, um, courageous wellness is, practicing or putting into practice, um, things that align with our individual, um, and community, um, idea of, of, of wellness, like, and in an authentic way, um, that feels in integrity Mm -hmm. with what might be right for us at any given time. Um, and that does change and, uh, being okay with that. There's an element of health advocacy in that Mm -hmm. as well for ourselves and others. And part of our show is, you know, we share these stories of different folks who come on and, um, and part of it is with the hope that even if only a portion of it resonates with our listener, or, um, even if this episode resonates, but this one might not, that it helps people expand and develop courage to, to create practices, healthful practices that serve them at that time in their life that they may resonate with. And that helps them expand their own courage, um, in their own sort of journey of health advocacy. And that might mean, you know, carving out five minutes for yourself to do something that feels important in your morning, or that might mean getting a second opinion after a scary diagnosis, it might be, it might, it does look different for every single person at different times, but like trusting, um, that you can live and make choices and practices that feel authentic, that feel in alignment, um, that aren't necessarily trend-based, but that might serve you for whatever that means for you, wherever you are in your life to just feel, feel better, feel your best. Yeah. Absolutely. I echo all of that. And
2: then, you know, I think for me as well, like individually, like courageous wellness is just like living authentically in integrity. And, um, yeah, honestly, and, you know, by nature, I I've struggled with historically and I've transformed it a lot, but a lot of people pleasing, a lot of codependency, um, a lot of putting other people first, or just not wanting to use my voice, like conflict averse, but not from like, a Conflict averse from like a people pleasing place Um, and courageous wellness to me, a lot of like my personal growth in the last, you know, four years that we've been doing this has really been in transforming that. Um, so much and it continues to evolve and it continues to grow as well. I know we were talking right before, but I just got a puppy who's asleep on my lap right now as we're recording. And um, even in small ways, like I had a friend um, reach out to me and was like, I'm coming over for an hour to meet your puppy. And it was like after a sleepless night and she was like, I'll help you. And I was like, no, like, like, you know, and I I said it nicely. I was like, today's not a good day. We have a lot of family help and um, we're really tired. Like this isn't a good day. And she, was like, it's an hour I can come. And I literally had to say in response, um, today is not a good day. I'll let you know when it is. Thank you. And that might seem so simple for most people, but for me, it's not right. Like that text took a lot of courage for me to say. And, um, so even just like the evolution of getting a puppy and becoming a dog mom is forcing me to be courageous in ways I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be courageous with otherwise. Um, yeah, even asking for help from my family and receiving that support and letting something love me so much. It's so interesting. It's giving me a lot of appreciation for um human moms too. I'm like, wow, like how do we only get six weeks of maternity leave in this country? And some people don't even have jobs that allow that because if I didn't have the flexibility, I don't know how I'd raise a puppy, let alone a human child. So Anyway, tangent, but I'm having more opportunities even recently to deal with courage in my own life. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. So living authentically and, and, and honestly, and an in integrity to me is always something I come back to, especially as somebody who has people pleasing tendencies.
0: I totally agree with everything. Both of you have said, even obviously down to the puppy puppy mom status with a larger slightly older puppy at this point. Um and I will say that moms of human babies don't their babies don't move when they're this young. So there is that's that, what I that can see. Like,
1: we can't run around though. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: and one of the things Ali is you were talking about like, you know, maybe it encourages getting a second opinion or advocating for yourself. I recorded an episode yesterday about the new paradigm in human design. We're moving into the new paradigm in 2027. And one of the things that there's no space for in the new paradigm is this separation. And one of the pieces of separation is in experts. Like there's no, no one is ahead of anyone else. No one is higher than anyone else. There is no like expert. We are all the experts of ourselves and we can see like, as we, you know, we all experienced 2020 and 2021 was rough as well. In 2022, I know a lot of people are, are feeling a little like knocked around it's because we are building towards this new paradigm and everything from the old way of being has to stay in the old way, stay back here. And the new way we're getting ready to do things in the new way.
1: Hmm. That's really interesting. I have more questions about that. I don't know if that should be for like a different, like more human designy episode, but um you know why, I need to know
0: your questions right now. Though. Well, why
1: why 2027?
0: I don't know. Okay. Um, that would i mean that's what the the planets the stars <laughs> yeah the current paradigm started in 1610.
1: And what is the current paradigm like is there a name for it or yeah. So the current paradigm we're in the, so
0: every human
1: has an incarnation
0: cross and so does the world. So okay. the, and like humanity, so humanity's current incarnation cross is the cross of planning, which is all about structures and institu- in, institutions. I have such a hard time with okay. that word. And we're moving into the cross of the Maya, which is all about limitless thinking. And like, we all rise together in instant manifet- manifestation.
1: Um, I love that. My husband's has the word, like has Maya M-A-Y-A. That's how it's spelled. Right. Yeah. In his name, his Jeremiah, but he spells it with an M-A-Y-A. And I asked his mom, like, she was like, oh, I was in like a George Harrison phase and like super into like Sanskrit and Indian culture. And, um, but I've looked up like the definition of it before too, and it has a lot to do with illusion, right? Like, and coming mm-hmm. through that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting as far as like, and, and yes, like Kelsey, we were talking about the expert thing is, is like, I always feel like a complicated subject because in one sense, there's nobody more who knows your body or what's going on with you more than you do. So I do think there's this sort of old school, um, thought where it's like, doctor always knows best or whatever that might be. And there are cases where if there's not an alignment and you feel that based on like, whether it's a diagnosis in my case, like I thought something was going on with me and I was told it wasn't. And I was like, "Mm, I'm going to talk to another doctor. So it's not like for me or in this current paradigm, I have deep respect for expertise in the sense that I know that I haven't spent 10 years plus you know experience um understanding or being formally educated on certain aspects of the body for example i'm going to use this so i do have deep respect like for people who do spend their time educating in ways on on topics that i don't have that education and i have it in certain areas and I don't have it in others and I can respect that. I do think there's like, I don't know if it's a problem, but like we know like on the internet now, someone's like, I have 20 years of expertise and like know what, especially in the context of certain scientific things, like know what I'm talking about or at least know the latest research on this field. And like Joe Schmo from your high school bio class on Facebook's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, okay, like in that sense, maybe Expertise is not a bad thing where it's like, can be respected in a specific field. And this inherent knowing those two things are not in opposition to each other. And I think that's what I learned where it's like, I can have deep respect for expertise and also understand that I fundamentally, while, when I'm in alignment, understand myself, like I'm the expert on me and I might not be the expert on certain topics, but I'm the expert on me. So if something feels like out of alignment, maybe you continue to strive for in your own curiosity for greater answers, for like expanding your own education to understand what might be going on with you. That's the way I approach it, I guess.
0: I I'm totally with you. There are like, yeah, we all have, we're all unique. We all have different gifts. We all have different interests. So we all learn different things and we're here to use each other in a friendly, like helpful way to be like, Hey, for instance, with like human design, Hey, you've got the gift of, I don't know, knowing all the details. Can you help me out? Cause I don't have that gift. And also like, Hey, you went to school and studied a bunch of this. Can you teach me what I need to know? for this. Yeah. We're here to like fit the puzzle pieces together and all rise together. Yeah. And not in a, it's just the way I see that, like no longer having experts is a, like, you're not going to go to the doctor to find out if you're, if you're healthy or not, like not in Mm -hmm. a diagnosis way, not in a, like you feel like something is off, but like, a the doctor doesn't like, I don't know, Chris and you, like, healthy or unhealthy. Right.
1: And to be honest, like, and this is maybe another conversation for another day, but like when we have, we have physicians on our show all the time, but it's like the business of Western medicine is not necessarily in the business of health or in the business Mm -hmm. of diagnosing disease. And so, and actually like, I know I always talk about Dr. Hyman, but like, he's one of my favorite doctors in this space. He's definitely like more functional medicine, but he's a Western doctor and he's, um, he's like, we, it's not like there, it's like, we weren't looking for like health markers, you know, it's like, it's always like how to treat disease, not how to create health has been sort of Mm -hmm. like a lot of the focus. So, um, yeah, it's, there's so much complexity in that
2: completely. And I think that's why it's like, it's so important. I think even just in the space of like, doctors in healthcare. I think like the old model was really like doctor knows best. Right. And, um, maybe he does in certain, certain aspects, but you have to find doctors that you vibe with, right. And who work with you. And that can be a process, especially again, we're all in America and like our healthcare system is, is severely flawed. But, um, if you don't like your doctor, You don't have to see your doctor, right? Like you can find a doctor that maybe is more open to talking to you about supplements or is open to talking to you about Eastern medicine and Western medicine, right? They exist, but um, it's hard to find. I've actually been recently... Working with and just talking to, you know, once people know you're a health coach now, um, especially with my in-laws, um, friends or people they live around, um, they'll just like ask for your advice all the time. And a lot of them are really frustrated or they don't feel like they can talk to their doctors about, um, herbs or alternative medicine and care because their doctors just aren't open to it, but they're suffering. Right. And they think it could be helpful. And so, um, it's interesting, but then they it's, and again, I don't really have like an answer or solution, but I think in this, this conversation of health advocacy is, you know, if you should be like pushing further, right? Like, you know, if something feels off and we just have to follow that. And I think our, yeah, this paradigm shift sounds really interesting because it's just interesting to speak to more and more people in like their sixties and seventies and eighties and they don't they might not agree with what their doctors are doing, but they feel very dependent on their doctor. And I think a difference I notice in people in their 30s and 40s and 20s is, well, if my doctor says something and I feel off, I'm going to be more likely to find a different doctor or find other alternatives to, to see what's what's out there. And again, not like Ali said from like Joe Schmo on the internet, but from other people who know what they're talking about, right? Because they have experience and done research and et cetera, et cetera, but they're out there, right? Like there are people who want to help you and work with you. Um, and you don't just have to find one doctor and stick with them for life. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting. I've been having more and more of those conversations with people in their sixties, seventies and eighties and just find it so interesting. I, um,
0: I want to go like kind of a reflection back in time Mm -hmm. Allie, Yeah. What, what's the difference between what courageous wellness meant for you Mm. during your diagnosis and healing and then versus what it means for you now?
1: Yeah. I don't think I had any sense of, I mean, maybe I was practicing courageous wellness in the sense that like, I was like, "Mm, can I I stick with this? Or I'm going to ask my doctor. I trust her in a different way. Let's, you know, um, so I think I was practicing courageous wellness in my own way in that, in that sense of like sticking with what I didn't like, it was more like lack of a diagnosis. I don't think, I didn't think I was sick and I didn't think I was going to get the, get cancer diagnosis by any means. I was like a healthy 29 year old, but I, it was more of like learning to trust my inner knowing and my inner knowing all it told me, it wasn't like, keep going. You, you think you have cancer? No, it was not that at all. It was like, "Hmm, maybe you should ask her about this. He said this thing, but maybe you should ask her. Okay. You ask her, you do more exploration. She explores more. She brings it up again. And she's like, "Hmm, maybe we're going to go for a referral now. And it's, it was more of just trusting my intuition, um, in those early days. That's, that's how I was trying to practice it, but it was not conscious. It was just sort of an experience that I decided to finally listen to my intuition in a way that I don't think I had in other areas yet in my life. Um, same thing that happened in my healing process where I think I talked about this, on like their original episode with you, where it's like, I was craving new foods and I didn't know what to do. And, I had, you know, hadn't had a piece of meat in four years and all I could think about was meat. And it sounds funny, but it was like, something was talking to me inside of me saying like, this is what you need right now for your healing. So like, listen to that. That was all how it sort of was in the early days and like tapping into that. Now I have much more awareness. I have much more consciousness around it all, um, in my own evolution. And today I would say like courageous wellness for me. It's It It's, I think it's about learning how to be flexible with myself. So where in the earlier days, I think it felt more like, as I was exploring more about taking care of myself in different ways, it was like, oh, these are all things to do. Sure. Now I have that knowledge, but it's more also like how can I create a life that maybe looks one way today and be okay with that? Maybe something different tomorrow, but overall, I know that I'm continuing practices that support my mind, my body, my heart. Um, I think it's a more holistic approach to wellness rather than like work out, eat right. You know, those are all things that like absolutely can be important components of it, but, um, just like understanding on a daily basis, like what I might need tuning in a little bit more, um, to my cycle, I think understanding like my infradian rhythm, going back to school for hormone health. Like I really understand that I might feel different today than I do a week from now. And like, I can support myself in a way today that might look a little different a week from now. And so having flexibility in that, um, has been really empowering and then, yeah. And then just creating room for like fun in it all. Um, and then also having a balance of discipline with myself too. It's like, it's really interesting, but I think flexibility is the word that I keep that keeps coming up for me in like my own sort of quote unquote wellness now.
0: I'm going to add this little piece to you because you're, you have, you're a generator, but you have such an open chart. So it's, you mm. have some reflector vibes too. Mm. And it's, this is true for all of us that every single one of us, we're a different person every single day, but like the more open centers you have, the more you're going to feel that because as the planets move, different gates open up. And like, all of a sudden you're going to have a defined throat and a defined Ajna or like, who knows? So you really are different every day and you're going to need different things every day.
1: Okay. Well, that makes sense. Thank you. That's very validating. (laughs) Something I didn't know for what I do feel like I experience and, and try to support myself in that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Erica, how
0: is your definite, like your current definition of courageous wellness, like, like
2: today, mm.
0: like uh, while we're recording versus, I don't know, like five years ago.
2: Yeah. It's so interesting because similarly, you know, before, right before we started the podcast, um, I was also going through a really transitional time. I'm, I'm more um fluent in astrology than I am in human design, but in astrology, I was going through something called my Saturn return. And it's basically this time between 28 and Thirty, maybe 27 to 30, but, um, where basically like your karma, your life's karma comes up and you're faced with all these different challenges. And if you don't transform it, it'll come back when you're 58 to 60. And if you live long enough, 88 to 90, I think is about, you know, the cycles, um, because Saturn is the like the home of our karma and our home of our struggle and like home of hard work and all of that stuff. And for me, it's so interesting because what really came up right before we started the podcast was like, I have to um, self validate, like really like I have to not only not people please, like I had to really eliminate people pleasing from my life I had many opportunities to do that. But also that like, it's interesting because it's similar to Allie, but in a different way, but it's like, I also know what's best for my, like my truth is my truth and that's valid whether or not it's, um, if somebody else sees it as a truth, right? Like I'm not gonna, um, dim my shine for anything and I'm not gonna put other people's needs ahead of my own anymore. So that was like right before we started the podcast and as we shared on the first time when I came on I had a whole weight loss, self-love experience and journey. And so I feel like that piece of people pleasing was like one of the last like things I needed to really shed emotionally. And of course though because I lived, you know, 28 years as a people pleaser like I've said it can rear its head from time to time and it takes a lot of work. Um, but where I am today and is, you know, I've since learned, which I did not have this, um, education four years ago, but just even from like reading books and listening to podcasts and talking to all the people we get to, but again, really learning about like how magnificent our bodies are, has really like changed my relationship with my body. Like, from like a biological level. Like I'm like, my body really wants to work for me. Your body wants to really work for you. And how do we love and appreciate ourselves so that they can do that. And it's interesting because, um, you know, again, like with the puppy. So like where I am today, <laughs> this week, we just got the puppy on Saturday and we're recording on Wednesday. So it hasn't even been a, a week yet. It's been, it's been a doozy, but it's interesting because, um, when it comes to like food and fueling myself, for instance, you know, um, it's been hard to eat, to be honest, you know, like the puppy, especially those first few days, I didn't know how to take care of myself and take care of this puppy. And, you know, um, it was, it was a lot. So it's like really, again, being like, wow, like the power of food and nourishment and like needing to nourish my body and having so much respect and understanding for, again, all types of mothers and women and men who don't have, right. Like it's very hard to make a nourishing meal when you're taking care of a newborn and, and puppy or human, I'm sure. Um, so just like my eyes are being opened right now to a lot of stuff that I definitely didn't have the understanding for, you know, it's so funny. Ali, I even think to like a lot of our individual, obviously Ali and I don't have, um, human children at this moment, but, um, we've done podcast before where we talk about our morning routines and our evening routines. And we always disclaim, you know, we don't have children, but just this week alone, I'm like, damn, I, (laughs) if I listened to that podcast now that we did, I'd be like, I'd hate myself. I'd be like, well, that must be so nice that you get this like lovely morning. Like right now, the only thing I'm really making time for is like my chanting, which the puppy sleeps on me when I chant or she'll sleep in her crate because it relaxes her. Um, and I make my superfood matcha. Like that has been something I'm doing for myself in the morning and that's it. Right. So, um, that's like where I am today, but I'm really appreciative of that. Cause like I said, it's opening my eyes to a lot. And unlike a human baby, I think the puppy phase will end much quicker. So, um, I know my life will go back to a new normal sooner, um, within a couple of months, but anyway, again, but like I said, with like Already that example of like a dear friend who loves me and was so nice when I was like, Hey, I'll let you know when you can come over. Thanks. Um, she was like, Of course, like, let me send you all these funny TikToks to like lift, right? Like when I stand in my integrity and honesty, p- people respond well, right? So it's like breaking down these self-imposed barriers that I put on through maybe karma storage or whatever it is. Um yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. I'm also for your listeners so sleep deprived, so I'm like, am I making any sense? I hope so. Um but yeah, my brain I've done speaking of like my daily practice includes a chanting practice. And, um, we recite a portion of the Lotus Sutra in the morning and evening. And I think I do it twice now, every morning and every evening. Cause I can't remember if I actually did it. <laughs> um, cause I, I, I've, I've been, ch- you know, I'll do it. And I'm like, did I, did I do that? And I'm like, I think so, but let's just do it again, just in case. So, um, that's where my brain is, but I hope that made sense. Like, I think it started, my wellness journey really started with like, okay, like this self-love journey, um, really eliminating people pleasing from my life in the most, um, direct way ever had during that Saturn return. And now it's, it's similar, right? Like it's still there, like this self-love about it's just, it's getting deeper and deeper and like onion layers are being peeled. Um, but yeah, it's definitely very similar.
0: One of the things, everything you said did make sense. So don't worry everyone, everyone is taking care of you. Um, but one of the things you just said, Erica is like the way you said to your friend, no, you can't support me in that way, but you can support me in this way. I'll tell you how you can support me. That'd be super helpful. I think that's a big way. Like that's a big courageous
2: step. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. And it was, and again, like, and sometimes, right. Like four years ago when I had those moments, some people did respond well, like my friend just did. And some people didn't, right? Like when you step into your like truth and live courageously, some people don't like it. Right. And those people aren't supposed to be in your life and they're not meant, you know, you can't like give everything of yourself for someone else and that's okay. And so that was a lesson I had to learn four years ago, but I think because I learned that lesson four years ago, I will say the people in my life now, they all show up when I, you know, even if I have like the fear, which is just my own karma, I'm always pleasantly surprised. Like when I send that text or I tell my friend, like, Hey, like I can't talk right now, like, or this is what's going on. Um, they're all great with it because they love me for who I am. And you know, that's, that's really nice. And the ones who didn't, you know, aren't there. So yeah, it does take a lot of courage though, to live in your truth for sure.
0: And I, this is off topic related, but unrelated. Um, has Layla learned how to use her phone yet? because Sumi has turned my phone on. He is vox- oh, she loves people. the
2: phone. No, she she loves the phone like if I'm on that's why I realized like I can't be on the phone like Allie we were actually facetiming when I was in the pen with her. Yeah. And I think she had like and like if I'm on the phone she A, knows I'm not paying attention to her so she'll be like extra crazy um or just not pee. Like if like I'm oh she's having potty time I'll just get on the phone. No, I have to give her my full attention. But um if she loves it she'll sniff it, she'll like jump on it. She's looking at me right now while I'm saying this, my husband got home. So he's like downstairs, like playing with her, but she's looking at me as I'm talking about her. She's so smart, but she loves the phone long way of saying she loves the phone. I hope she doesn't start calling people. So that's yeah. something to look forward to. Um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting though. Human design wise, like I think I said off recording, my husband and I are both twos. He's a two, four, I'm a two, five, but, um, the loss of that alone time, even just for five days now. And I know we'll get it back, but I'm like, Ooh, I miss my alone time. So we're doing like nighttime shifts. So last night I was able to like take a bath and listen to a podcast and do a face mask. And he was downstairs watching TV with the puppy and, you know, like we're trying to make it work. Um, but it's, it's interesting that that's something I miss and the alone togetherness. That's what's so interesting about me and my husband. I think I texted you this once Kelsey, but it's like so funny because we're both twos. So we'll go on walks together, but we'll have our headphones on. So we're like listening to separate podcasts, but then we're like holding hands, right? Like we'll be like holding hands and on a walk together, but like in our own space. And so I also really miss like my alone time with him, but I know it'll get better, but I don't know if that's like, because I'm a two or just because this is my first time like entering motherhood in any sense that I'm like, Oh my God, maybe this is normal for any, you know, profile, but I don't know if I'm just feeling it extra because we both have that too in our profiles.
0: Well, so my husband's a two, four and he definitely felt that. I mean, we both felt it at the beginning and I think it was, it was, there were some more exclamation points after it for him than for me.
2: Yeah, it gets better though, right? Like I yeah. know you're you're a few months in. It gets
0: yeah. it gets, it gets better, better, and then there's just different challenges,
1: <laughs> new yeah. challenges.
0: Yeah, teething is yeah. ongoing. We googled it so many times. It ends around nine months. Good to know.
2: Yeah, yeah. we had we day two because we're also um, Capricorn risings. My husband and I, were so we're very Saturn ruled. We're like my dad said to us in prep. He was like, "You guys are really project managing this puppy." Like we have like we're, we were so prepared and you can't, I'm sure like all, all parents, you can't really prepare for it. But, um, I say that because we got in a trainer night, like after two nights, we were like, my mom had somebody helped with her puppies and she came over and she was amazing. Um, but she said with the teething, she was like, it hurts when you, the, if you pull, right. Like, which is your natural instinct, you know, they bite, you pull your finger out and that's when you get the cuts and the pain. But she was, it'll take a lot of discipline, but don't, don't move your finger, you know, let her and just be like. Yelp. You know, she gave us tips on, but she was like, I don't know. It takes a lot of work to not like your natural instinct just to like pull your finger out or pull your hand out. Um, so we'll see when, you know, she's teething, but she still has those little baby teeth. She hasn't lost them yet. So,
0: yeah. And when she does lose some, there'll be a section of her mouth, that you can safely put your finger or at least that's what (laughs) Zoe has right now. (laughs)
2: That's good to know. We'll find that spot.
0: Yeah. Also frozen washcloth at bedtime. Super helpful.
2: That's good. I just put like literal teething toys in the freezer earlier because it distracts her and she likes the coldness in her mouth. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I Ali, You have to get it. a puppy or I... have a baby. I was like, I'll <laughs> <giving her both." laughs> just build a house <laughs> no, or just build a house. But I was like joking. I was like, we definitely like, if we ever got pregnant, we can't do it at the same time because <laughs> yeah, that's true. We need to, we, we this need is to like, a
1: partnership. That. Um, we would have to do it one and then the other.
2: I was like, but, um, if we were both dealing with newborns at the same time, that would be a kind of rough for, but we'll make it work, you know. Neither neither yeah, is work.
1: uh on the horizon for the immediate future. So <laughs> I'm just gonna live vicariously through all of your sleeplessness mm-hmm. <laughs> while mm-hmm. I while I'm still getting my eight hours. So um enjoy them. Yeah, <laughs> I will try to enjoy uh while I can. Um yeah but Kelsey, do you have, I know this is your show. So Mm -hmm. I'm like asking you questions. Do you have any, um, like definition, like, how would you define courageous wellness in your life?
0: You know, I know you guys asked me this the first time I was on your show and I have no idea what I said. Um, I think it's back to what you said at the beginning, Ellie, it's living in alignment. Mm. It's living in like courageous alignment, being willing to be a weirdo, being willing to be like, wait, this, Mm, this doesn't feel right yeah um and to say like wait hey, this does feel right
1: right and, and your human is- design like supports that for yes. you.
0: and when you know like I think I talked a little bit on your show about digestion types and there's like yes. I have taste digestion so I go through these seasons and I literally just changed seasons it caught me so by surprise so I had been last year, this happened. I had the same recovery smoothie for like, I don't know, like eight years. Like it had evolved a little bit, but all of a sudden last summer, I, there was one day I was like, this is really sweet. And then the next day I was like, this is like disgustingly sweet. And I tried to choke it down. And then the next day I was like, absolutely not. And so just last week I've been having the same breakfast uh, also for like six years. It's, I have gone to bed excited for that breakfast. Like, oh my God, do I get to have my nut cereal with wild blueberries? And it still sounds really good to me. And yet it, it, the season ended and now Uh I'm so excited about a different breakfast and there's, there's like two different options right now that are working really well for me, but it's, it's fun to be like, oh, that season ended. Cause that's totally natural for me as opposed mm-hmm. to like, you know, in the wellness space, there is a lot of like, you got to have all the variety all day, every day. And for people with taste digestion, it's like, you need to have all the variety over the course of a year. Like, it's okay. Go with what, like we are obsessed with our our kale salads every night and the dressing changes. We are now very much obsessed with this new turmeric dressing that we're making. Mm. And it, like, take it back to the kind of like apple cinnamon one we were making before. And it's like, mm, no I'm done with that mm-hmm. right now.
1: So interesting. Now it's like, every time I talk to you, Kelsey, I'm like, I need to look at my human design mm-hmm. again. Like, I want to know, I don't remember what my digestion is. And I'm like, I want to know. I don't, I don't remember know why what yours I need is to I don't, I need to retain, I need to spend more time in like, I feel like having Erica, who's like really been deep diving into astrology and stuff has been like, crutch for me to like have to know anything of my own. Like, I'm just like, Erica, what is this one again? And she'll tell me,
2: (laughs) but it's so, it's so fascinating just to like learn even, um, a lot of my astrology right now and where my houses are, has been talking about like children, which makes sense with the puppy. And, um, I'm just like, it's, it's really like, I think human design and astrology or anything, it's like all of these things are really tools for like deeper understanding. Um, and I love that. I love it so much. It just, it helps me, you know, it helps me a lot. <laughs> Learning. I was a two five has been really helpful. Yeah. In human design for sure. I love it all. <laughs> what does but that yeah. mean
0: to you? Cause he, two five is such an uncommon profile in case there's a two five listening out there, other than what you've described for their two line. Mm-hmm. What else has, what's well, your biggest takeaway?
2: It's so interesting because like like without, well, like for like, from my understanding what a five is, right. It's like people put a lot of their projections onto me. Right. Or not like they, they like, again, my tired brain is like, how do I articulate what I understand about a five? But, um, yeah, like be it like people put a lot of their projections on me or they think everyone wants to be with me or think I want to be with them all the time and think I can handle and do everything. Um, and I can, because I was, if I am a five, I was put in a lot of situations throughout my life where I'm good at that and I can do it. But again, my two self doesn't a want it and doesn't understand why people want it from me. And so that's been really interesting. Like I actually, um, like whenever I get praised, I'm always like, really? And not from like a, but you know, it's, I know I'm great and I love myself. Yeah. Like I, but like, Whenever people like, wow, like you're such a great speaker. It makes so much sense. You're a podcast host. I'm like, you see that? So it's not like a really like that's the wrong. It's like it's like you see that. You know, I'm just like, but I'm here alone. Like, good on my good. You know, I'm good. Um, I don't know, but yeah. So it's just like learning about like what other people want from me or what I'm capable for, capable of being able to offer, combined with my two line of like where I'm naturally comfortable. And then being a projector on top of that, which is like, wait for the invitation. Don't just share your opinion because you see and, you know, have one. Um, or think you know what other people need. Um, yeah, and then the in, my uh, intuition, like learning like to really trust my intuition. All of that has been really impactful. But just, I guess, a deeper understanding of self and what others need from me. And I guess it, it helps me speak up more, talk about people pleasing, right? Because it's like people... Seem to think because I'm a five that I'm like, I want all of this, or I'm open to it, or I can do it. And yes, I can, but I have to be like, hey, like with my friend, like, I don't need you to come over right now. Like, being alone is much better for me at this moment, but I'll let you know when I do. I think that's how I've been able to combine the two and the five element. But it's just like a deeper understanding of what my needs are and what other people's needs are of me has been um, pretty helpful. And realizing I am great, right? Like yeah. in those moments of, right? Like the two being like, am I? And like, no, I am. And people see that and it's not, it's real, you know? So, but yeah, being tired also helps with being courageous. I will say, I'm just like, I'll say whatever I need to say right now.
1: Cause I'm tired. <laughs> Less inhibition. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm good. Kelsey, I looked up my chart just to remember. <laughs> I, I saw you. You saw me like going, <laughs> d- logging in. Um, I remember now talking to you about digestion. Mine's calm atmosphere, which I totally resonate with. Yeah, you so guys need yeah. to
0: like when you're just digesting food or information, be in a very chill space, or like even watching watching calming TV or a movie. Or yeah, that's what. Yeah, cooking yeah. shows, like whatever it that's is. Why like it's why it's like cooking
1: shows are on in like my the background of my house or um like certain design shows too. Something that's like, doesn't take a lot, but feels like calming and creative. Yeah, there's no drama. <laughs> no drama. Like the most drama is like, are they going to finish the project? And you know, no. they're going to finish the yeah. project because it's formulated that way. Oh, you know, that's funny. I think it's why I always enjoyed um, a procedural like- procedural TV shows like SVU, like law and order, where it's like, you know, that like, if you're suspicious 20 minutes in, they're not the killer you know what I mean? They're so predictable, but there's like a calmness to knowing that like, okay, like 45 minutes in with the twist, like, you know, that's the guy who's going down.
0: Like, it's just- <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. So my husband also has calm digestion Okay. and, um, yeah. So we watch cooking shows. This is how I know these things or like things like, um, is it cake on Netflix? That is amazing. That was also hilarious. <laughs>
1: I haven't seen that. And
0: like all the shows of people making incredible things like the glass blowing show that type of thing and then creative shows yeah and then private eyes is are like but again the procedural where you're like we know they're gonna catch the bad guy yes we know everything's gonna be okay we know there's just like there's not gonna be any like heart pumping moment it's perfect
1: we know, like, even if there is, and they formulate it that way, it's reliably going to be like, you have the sense of like the reliability of like the formula for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny, but yeah. Um, no, the human design stuff is so interesting and it's every time we look at it, it's like just so fun. And it's fun to talk to you about it as an expert in this space. Mm -hmm. It's fun to talk to you about it with your, um, with your knowledge and how like practically you apply it to just like understanding yourself and others. It's it's really cool.
0: I could tell you that you need to be like super calm when you're eating or tell you what to watch on TV while you're
1: eating. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I love like a calm eating environment. Like I get like a little agitated if someone's on their phone or anything like that like nice it needs to have like nice lighting even if we're just like eating at the kitchen counter like if the lights are too bright while we're eating like i need, I need to dim it like it's you know it doesn't all have to be candlelit but just like i very much need an atmosphere
0: what's your strongest sense did you see that when you looked up? yeah
1: okay sorry guys you're getting the i'm pulling mm-hmm. up the chart um i think it's taste oh is it yep
2: Same my strongest me. sense
1: is taste And that's specific, but it's also about like your sense of taste. It is more about your sense
0: of taste out in the world. Like yeah, go ahead and like something that no one else likes and having like really unique taste and owning it and inspire like by doing that, we inspire other people.
1: Yeah. I absolutely do that. You know, Erica will tell you, like, I'm a very, I'm, I'm like, we, we do these intros to our shows now and we'll do little content updates and she'll share what she's watching or share what she's reading. And I'll share what I'm reading or I'm into. And sometimes we're like, we love the same stuff. And sometimes I'm like, I always feel bad. Cause like I'm a naysayer, but like, I'm always like, Oh, I watched an episode and I can't do it. Or like, oh, I can't listen to it. But like, I don't mean it in a judgmental way. I just like am so specific. But then I like like a lot of weird, very nichey stuff that like nobody. It's like not mainstream at all. And like, I'm an you know an eighty year old woman kind of thing. So it's like,
0: I I think I'm, I'm okay, okay with you on that. that. Um, <laughs> I feel like we we got to wrap this up soon. Yeah. And a good place to wrap it up would be purely because I want to know what you guys are reading right now. Cause I need a new book. I'm currently reading what's it called? The puzzler, um, which is just this guy who's, it's such a good bedtime book. Uh, <laughs> it's like this guy who's obsessed with all these puzzles, like crossword puzzles, anagrams, jigsaw puzzles, Rubik's cubes. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, perfect bedtime book. And I always like to read three books at a time and I'm down to other books. So tell me,
2: I like to read like three books at a time too, Kelsey. That's so funny. Um, right now, well, right before we got the puppy, I was reading, um, there's one book that I started to, it's called no bad parts. And, um, I think Dr. Schwartz is the author and the doctor, but, um, I could be wrong again, puppy brain, but the book is called no bad parts. And it's a book about, um, IFS parts therapy. And I find it really really fascinating. And it's been really just learning about parts. Therapy has been really helpful for me to like, understand that we all have these different parts of ourselves. And if we don't acknowledge them and heal them and talk to them, then, you know, when you're in a fight with your husband, it could be your 12 year old part coming out, or when you're frustrated at work, it could be a 22 year old part of yourself coming out. So it's really about like healing and talking to you and understanding your parts so that you can live from your current reality in your current body from your current age. Right. Um, and realize you're in the present moment. Um, so I am really enjoying that. Um, for a fun book, I downloaded Malibu rising by Taylor Jenkins Reed. Have you read any of her books, Kelsey? Okay. Well, so I downloaded Malibu rising cause it was the only one of her recent books that I had not read. And I haven't started it cause I downloaded it right before we got the puppy, but, um, Yeah. I'm excited to read that one. It takes place in Malibu in the eighties and I'm from Malibu. So I'm like, Ooh, this'll be fun. Um, but her other two books, Daisy Jones and the sixth and the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. 10 out of 10 highly recommend both. Daisy Jones and the six is all about like, it's like a Fleetwood Mac type band in the sixties and it's written in interview style. It's so good. And then, um, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is about like a fifties screen siren and her seven husbands in her life. And she was like this recluse who never gave interviews. And now at the end of her life, she's giving an interview and it's such a good book. So I'm excited to read Malibu rising. It's the third one, but she's written. Anyway, and then the third book that I am also reading, which I'll give to Allie because I think she's reading it too, is the Glucose Goddess book, yes. um, which is really good. So that's a good segue because I know Allie's also reading it and I'm really enjoying this book and the blood sugar
1: hacks I'm learning along the way. So good transition to Allie. She, um, yeah, I think I started to evangelize you with the glucose goddess. It's actually called glucose revolution. Thank you.
2: Glucose revolution. But Allie (laughs) influenced me to listen to a podcast with the author and then I bought the book. So Allie has influenced the whole glucose revolution journey for me. So
1: it's a really good, very like accessible. It's not like a super heavy sciencey book, but it really kind of breaks down the science behind blood sugar regulation and like metabolic dysfunction and why 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. Um, but there's also like really, really good, simple practices that you can think about while you're crafting meals. So that's one thing or snacks. Um, I just read, and I could not put it down. I read it in days, um, between two kingdoms by Suleika Jaloud, I think is the way you pronounce her last name. I could be wrong. She's a New York Times bestselling author from this book. And um, it just came out in paperback and it's so beautifully written. It's a memoir. Um, She's a young woman. She's in her early thirties, but it's about her. I hate to say it's like about her cancer diagnosis. She was diagnosed with a very rare form of leukemia when she was like 22, 23 years old. And it's about that is part one, her experience with that. And then part two is actually like reintegrating into the world after having experienced that for about three, four years and like really intense treatments and everything she went through. And it deals with um, caretaking and being caretaken. taken being you know relationships all this stuff i mean it's not it's about cancer and it's not about cancer like so it's not like a medical heavy it's just such a stunning beautiful memoir and about the experience of learning how to live again in a in a new way um and she's such an incredible writer that like i'm literally telling everybody to read it um it's been out for a little while now it's like maybe a year or two old but um Yeah. She's, she's pretty well-known. I feel like at this point author and she, um, she's actually married to the, uh, musician, John Batiste. So there's a, there's a part of the story where he comes into, um, her life again. They met at band camp when they were 13 (laughs) and he comes back into her life. And it's just such a beautifully written memoir that I literally just couldn't put it down. I read 106 pages in the first sitting. So that's my recommendation.
0: Oh, I love this. I'm so proud of myself for asking you guys these questions. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> because now I've got a list for the library. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Last thing to close this down, you guys, if you had, if you were just going to show up from the rooftops one sentence or put it on a billboard or whatever about courageous wellness, what, not your brand, but just like, what do you want people to to believe? What do you want them to know in their soul? Like how to be courageously well.
2: It's so interesting. Cause the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question. And so I'm just going to say it is like, I just want people to like truly love themselves, like realize like you are so fundamentally amazing and you are so worthy and you were born with like a mission and a purpose, or else you would not have been born. And the world that we live in really wants us to not believe that, right? It's like, you have to buy all these things or do all these things or eat this way or that way. And then you'll be happy and be worthy of this life. And none of that is true. You are fundamentally worthy and good. And, um, have purpose in this life and i think it's just a really it takes a lot of courage to believe that and to live in that and i hope our podcast because we talk to so many different people um not all that we agree with you know we talk to so many different people we really want it to be a resource so that you can be your own advocate and figure out what that means for you even if it's just advocating for I am wonderful and whole as I am without anything else. And maybe a story helps you realize that.
1: Yeah. I would say there's just like two words that came up for me. So it's not even like, but it kind of, it goes along with Erica. It's to listen to yourself, like truly listen. I'm not saying like we can all rationalize anything, talk ourselves into and out of anything. I'm saying like really get in touch with like kind of a deeper knowing. And then, um, And self-trust, I think those goes hand in hand, but it's also like when I learned to trust myself, my life and like act in that act from that place, um, I was able to have more courage in the way that I moved through the world. So if, if you can create some things that cultivate that for you, I would say, go for it.
0: I love it. You guys are beautiful. Thank you so much for doing this with me. This is so fun. I love you both.
1: Love you. Thank you so we, much for having us. Yeah,
2: we love you. And I can't wait to keep continuing the conversation. And um, yeah, we're excited to have you back on our show too later this year. So I know we don't plan that far in advance with you, but we will be, well, like we, we, in our minds, we have a time and we will, we will reach out. In a shorter span to get you on the show. (laughs) This is exactly
0: what it's like to have aligned friendships with people who let you be you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. And you guys are coming back here again sometime soon.
1: Yeah. Happily.
2: Hopefully I'll I'll definitely be less sleepy. the next time (laughs) I those sleepless puppy nights, I'm sure all the other puppy moms and human moms, um, understand. Yeah, it's real. We got you.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find Allie and Erica on their podcast, Courageous Wellness. And you can get your free human design chart from me at kelseyabbott.com. And one last thing if you are inspired to leave a rating or review of the Find Your Awesome podcast, please do it. And most of all, just share it. Share, share the love, share the brilliance, share the episode, share the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are amazing. You are a miracle. You are are brilliant. You are courageous. You are here to do amazing things. Go forth and be awesome.